All right, so this is going to be part two, and I don't even know how many parts they're going to be, so I'm just, as I go, I watch the time, and if I start getting to where eh, it's a little bit long, um, that's where I say, okay, look, we got to, Carla, you got to do next week. So this is a continuation of the last episode, and this time I'm talking about Immunity 101, yes, but last week there was an introduction, and if you didn't catch that, please go back to that where I discuss Immunity um, and the immune system. Um, but this session, we're going to be talking about the toolkit. So lots of information about what to do to balance and keep your immune system robust. So I really hope that you get a lot of information from this session and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. All right, so Immunity 101, the toolkit, part one, actually. (laughs) So right now we're going to go through fundamentals. Last session, as I said in the intro there, we talked about viruses, we talked about bacteria, we talked about the immune system, what the immune system's for, what it does, what to expect, Um, and I really was uh, promoting the balancing of the immune system and developing natural immunity as the best defense in, in those, if we use the terms of strife and war and struggle, it's the best defense against any sort of pathogen or invasion that comes from outside of ourselves, okay? All right, so right now we're going to be talking about the fundamentals. And the following, uh, you know, what I'm going to be talking about is a roundup of possibilities useful per, for preventing infection, okay, so prevention, for fortifying the body's immune defenses, so for fortification, and for knocking down infection and preventing viral replication if you do happen to contract, let's say COVID-19 or any other virus. So again, this is not a treatment guide as I do not treat illness, but provide suggestions for tools that can support the body's own defense mechanisms and processes. So my wheelhouse, as you probably know about me, is the potent natural pharmacy at the fingertips of every person. Given the action and positive effects, each of the tools below or that I will be talking about, (laughs) I keep talking like that, like below or above, what's below or above. It's because I actually have written an article about this that I'm making sure I go through my notes so I cover everything for you. So uh, forgive me if I keep referring to it as if you're reading along with me. (laughs) Okay, so given the action and positive effects of each of the tools that I will mention have on the immune system and overall health of the body. People are reporting success in illness prevention and recovering using a personalized combination of them. And I I say reporting success. I mean, that sounds very benign. Like, that's nice. You know, you had a little success. No, it's actually um, a very significant thing to to take note of that this, this works is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So having this kind of information will further empower you to make autonomous decisions regarding how your family moves through this trying time. And I'm going to say autonomous because everybody needs to be able to make their own decisions regarding their own health and the health of their family according to the the information they choose and deem to be um, appropriate for them, okay? 
So let's start with the actions, then move into supplementation and what you can do to balance your immune system and fight infection. So what is it that you can do? Um, prevention is step one, obviously. Step one, prevention, cultivating immunity. So the first step is to maintain this balanced and uh, so this balance and prevent pathogenic infection in the first place. As uh, I've already discussed, one of the ways the body does not succumb to illness is to be immune to it. In an attempt to lower mortality rates and improve health, com- uh, health outcomes for the masses, conventional medicine has created and utilized vaccinations in an attempt to replicate the body's process of the development of natural immunity. It will not get into, I will not get into any debate about the safety or efficacy of vaccinations here in this one piece. I will talk about it in other areas, but not today, not right now, because we're going to be talking about fundamentals, but simply want to introduce a a definitively safe, effective, non-medical way to educate the immune system without getting sick, which is homeoprophylaxis. So I'm going to talk about this one thing as a tool in your arsenal um, to keep, to fortify your body, keep your immune systems um, tickety-boo. So if you understand and utilize homeopathy in the maintenance of your family health, this application will make perfect sense. If you're not familiar with homeopathy, this may be a bit of a mind bend, but let me briefly explain. So this is brief. I mean, I have studied homeopathy for over 10 years, and I'm not just talking about like a little dabble here and there. I've got a cupboard full of about 100 and some remedies. Um, I've taken many classes. I have delved into this um, form of um, health, you know, this system of healthcare. Um, with my own family's health, with other people. I just used it two days ago when, when my, when my uh, niece was actually sick, uh, throwing up and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So homeopathy is my friend, <laughs> but it's only one tool in my toolkit. So home, okay, so here's homeopathy 101. Homeopathy basically works on the principle of like cures like and can be taken by all ages and stages of health and highly simple modes of delivery. So either by way of drops in water as or as sugar pellets. Okay, very simple to take, child-friendly, um, you know, really uh, useful and actually effective, even more so in children. So I encourage you to see Scylla Watcott's, Scylla Watcott's websites for more information about homeopathy. And actually, Joette Calabrese um, also has some amazing information it's just like she just gushes information um all over her website you can look up like anything on there and find out you know what to do about specific issues or maybe even sort of more along the lines of the whole philosophy and system of homeopathy in general so those two people Scylla Watcott and Joette Calabrese um all right so more information about homeopathy specifically homeoprophylaxis and the homeopathic remedy um, Influenzanum CV30 is one of the options in your toolkit. So find the links at the end. Um, or I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, I'll try to remember. <laughs> if I don't remember, someone email me because <laughs> I'll I'll try to put it in the show notes. Okay. So prevention step number two. Okay, wait. You know what? I'm gonna move back to this whole whole idea of homeoprophylaxis. It's basically educating the immune system in a safe way without introducing the actual pathogen, but the energy of the pathogen and the energetic imprint on the cell will actually educate the immune system and say, hey, look, you know, it's almost like having antibodies in a way. Hey, look, uh, look at me. I'm not, this is, this pay attention to me. 
And so um, it actually is preventative in actually encountering, or not encountering, you can encounter it, but contracting um, the, uh, or actually maybe mm, you, you can still encounter it, but you don't have the symptoms uh, that you might have if you were to get sick, quote unquote sick, with the virus or bacteria, etc. All right, so I'm going to move on to prevention step number two, addressing your internal and external environments. So the answer to keeping the immune system in balance is to keep the bad stuff out and put the good stuff in, right? So we want to prevent both toxicity and deficiency, which we've already talked about in previous sessions. Um, if we can be proactive in how we live, what we take in by way of food and water and what we expose ourselves to, we take some of these steps before the immune system has to respond. And if it does need to respond, it is less burdened and more functional. Okay, so how about we, why are we not talking about this, about prevention? It's all about reaction, but we want to actually make sure this doesn't happen in the first place and actually not perpetuate, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the downplay or the, the dumbing down of the immune system. We actually want to uh, balance it and have it be robust. I love that word robust when in relation to the immune system. All right. So in fact, toxins, deficiencies, and poor lifestyle habits definitively impair the immune system due to a, an absolutely dizzying number of factors and in a complex symphony of ways. Okay. So it is very complex, but really like if we address certain things, it, the complexity becomes a lot more simple. <clears throat> All right. So let's, let's take, for instance, glyphosate. Okay. So this is in every single food that is not actually labeled organic. Okay. So glyphosate is, is like pervasive in our environments. I just did, I just got a lab result back from uh, someone and it was like way off the charts and I was very un, like not surprised. Um, so in a, in a conversation I had, uh, well, not that long ago, you know, about probably about 18 months ago when I first started writing um, you know, some information about uh, this whole, like, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, immune system and such. Um, I, I talked to MIT researcher Stephanie Seneff about her take on the whole COVID-19 situation. And she points at glyphosate. So, you know, like I said, it's the main ingredient in Roundup, and which is a pesticide sprayed readily and heavily on inorganic food as a potential smoking gun. So um, you can see my, my, uh, our, our, my interview with Stephanie Seneff, uh, find it on my YouTube channel. Um, so it's a potential smoking gun. And so why is that? Why can this be for real? <laughs> and in her words, she said that glyphosate disrupts the microbiome's ability to convert inorganic sulfur into organic sulfur. As a consequence, right, two strains of bacteria, major strains, and they're hard to pronounce, so go ahead and watch that video and you can find out, but it's not really important what the strains are. Um, the important fact is that they overgrow. So as a species that are able to reduce sulfate and sulfite into hydrogen sulfite gas. So the gas piles up and causes the discomfort associated with sulfur sensitivities, and then sulfate becomes systematic, system, systemically, sorry, systemically deficient due to dysfunction in the sulfur homeostasis system due to chronic glyphosate poisoning. Okay, so let's like, let's put that in English. This has a huge, huge consequence in health and disease. So an overreactive adaptive immune system induces a cytokine storm and the glyphosate's disruption of antioxidant defenses such as glutathione makes it that much worse. Okay, so essentially, 
the example I'm using, glyphosate, disrupts the microbiome, impairs detoxification, and reduces sulfur production and utilization, having devastating effects on the human health that are way beyond the scope of this article to sort out. But um, the point is that we are impairing our immune systems by the way that we live and the exposures that we have. So, and I just want to, you know, to end the glyphosate dis- the discussion, and we're going to be talking about that more, you know, over and over again, toxicities, you know, um, series about that. So where else are we exposed to glyphosate in particular? So things like biodiesel expelled in high amounts through emissions in countries that are trying to save the planet, but are perhaps inadvertently, inadvertently poisoning the human microbiome, subsequently rendering our immune system defunct. That's another issue that we need to kind of, you know, open our eyes to. Um, According to Stephanie uh, Saniff, breathing glyphosate from the fuel disrupts the lungs' ability to kill and clear viruses. Wow. Who would have thought, right? Who would have thought that eating organic and, you know, cleaning our bodies out, uh, detoxing from something like glyphosate can help you to combat or prevent coronavirus? Who knew? So choices such as eating organic food as much as possible in a time of scarcity, uh, right, um, where people feel like they're broke and they don't have the money and they're worried about jobs and such. It's, it, it can seem like a big leap, but it is a, a very important leap. I mean, why is this happening in the first place? You know, focusing on those um, those things that will actually help us through this or help us, well, actually, yes, help us through this, um, highly important. And improving the health of the microbiome through supplementation. You can use supplements. You can eat the proper foods. You can um, eat fermented foods. Actually, in fermented foods, there are bacteria that actually gobble up the glyphosate. They don't only just process it and, you know, like, you know, poop it out and then it's still there. Excuse me. No, they actually turn it into something else that is benign in the body. So eat your sauerkraut. (laughs) As long as you don't have any histamine problems. Um, eat your sauerkraut, eat your fermented foods, your uh, fermented pickles, not pickled pickles and vinegar, but no, we're using fermented foods. Um, those are huge steps toward cultivating robust immunity and preventing illness and disease. Another one is using minerals, right? So doing like a mineral detox of the cell. Um, and that's another, uh, longer discussion about how to actually do that. But if you look into, uh, some of that information, maybe even on body bio, um, the Body Bio website. Actually, I, I don't work for them or whatever, but I'm just going to put that out there because I've been really up and down with that protocol lately, finding very good information and success with that. Very gentle too, um, using minerals to actually clean out the cells. Beautiful. Uh, okay, so this article, <laughs> here I go again. This talk, this session is not intended to debate the causal factors of COVID-19. Um, and there are many factors that have created the perfect storm and that discussion is yet to come but knowing that doing simple things as I will continue to talk about for a few more minutes um, will address all of them at once even the factors we have yet to discover by making the terrain of your body inhospitable to disease all right so I do have some more time to go through some of those things and we're going to talk about lifestyle fundamentals uh, first and foremost all right so what can you do as in how can you act to improve your immunity, reduce inflammation and knock down viral load? All aspects of your being must be included here, namely the body, the mind, the spirit and environment while focusing on stress reduction. OK, 
Okay, so that, those are the criteria. So let's do the mind, the body, mind, spirit first. Okay, so it's like, no, I don't want to do that first. I want to do like, what do I eat? What do I take? What's the pill for my ill? I'm going to start with the mind, body, spirit just to torture you a little bit. No, because actually, this is the most important piece. Actually, I must say, it's the most important piece. Um, we'll start with breathing and exercise. Okay, so get ample fresh air and get out into the sun. Even though most of the world is practicing social distancing, um, even now, a year and a half, two years later in some areas, this does not mean that you cannot go outside. It doesn't mean that. Um, in fact, doing so will raise your immune boosting vitamin D levels and your spirit at the same time. Your body needs oxygen and to engage with the negative ions in the air and on the ground. Uh, so get outside if you possibly can. All right, so movement and exercise indoors is always an option as well. There are so many ways to move and play inside, such as exercise routines, yoga, free online classes, dancing, active games, even cleaning and renovating that neglected room, that neglected room, like our boot room. <laughs> and there's no reason to sit bored and still in front of the TV. There's just no reason. I mean, even if you want the TV put on, I actually subscribe to Allo Moves. It's a A-L-O, Allo Moves. And it's got a whole bunch of yoga and bar, B-A-R-R-E exercise. It's got like, um, what else? I mean, calisthenics. Like it's got like a lot of stuff on there. Like, uh, anybody can pick whatever they want and, and do whatever they want on, um, YouTube, there's a channel called Fitness Blender. You can buy all kinds of stuff. We've got like a mini gym in our house and we've got actually things spread out a little bit like, you know, weight set. We've got a chin up bar. We've got bands and a, you know, um, an elliptical and a punching bag and a rebounder. So we, we just set it up because we, we, ha we have a, a climate where it's winter and like for a lot of the year. So we need things to do inside as well as out. We've got yoga mats. But, you know, pick your poison. And if you don't, if you can't afford that stuff, there's plenty you can do. You can find things on, on YouTube and just jump around you know, with that. You can dance. I dance my head off every single day. I actually try to go out for a run and I dance instead. So have fun with it. Um, but move your body. Um, breath work, singing, chanting, and humming improve nitric oxide levels in the nasal cavities and the lungs, enabling increased capability to combat viral infection. So important. Though, and those things are very enjoyable. They raise your actual your mental state, your neurochemicals, your happiness, your motivation and drive. Um, all right, so sleep and rest is the next category. So get some rest and enough of it at the right time of day. A disruption in school and work routines can give us license to stay up all night, and I get it. <laughs> we want to do our thing when we want to do it, but keep in mind that maintaining a natural circadian rhythm will enable our immune systems to do their job and for our bodies to repair and detoxify if and when we get sick. So melatonin, the master antioxidant, is produced at night, which is also the time of day when our glymphatic systems clean out the debris of our brains. So that is the system that's like, it's like a, it's like the lymph of the rest of the body. So the glymph is in the brain. The brain actually shrinks enough for the, that to push all of the, the debris toxins out of the brain every single night. We need to have it happen. Like, you know what it feels like when you haven't had a good night's sleep? Well, you know, and chronically so it's, 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 um, you don't just feel crappy. You actually build up toxins in your brain. 
and don't give your body the rest the time the time to rest and repair and we're going to talk about sleep in a future episode as well so please sleep bedtime is not a punishment right it's a gift you can give to yourself and to your children and even your teenagers uh, so avoid blue lights from electronics at least one to two hours before bed Blue light signals the body to be awake, creating a cascade of hormones, namely cortisol, that will make it so. This can cause trouble going to sleep and unrestful sleep and all of the fallout sleep deprivation can create, including, you guessed it, a fatigued immune system. So take some time to be, to rest, and to go into neutral, all right? Um... So food and nutrition and water. So food is not only sustenance, but can also be medicine. The way we eat directly impacts our natural ability to stay well, fight infection, and maintain energy and good mental health. Eat nutritious, organic, whole food, and drink ample, clean water and fermented foods as these will improve the health of the microbiome. Deliver vital nutrients to every cell and reduce toxic overload of chemicals such as glyphosate. I have um, an article I wrote that's called 30 reasons to avoid fast food like the plague. You can find it on my website, Um, but I'm also going to unpack that in a future session as well. And then I also address these other issues in that uh, article like eating alkaline immune boosting foods as it is difficult for any kind of pathogen pathogen to live in an oxygenated alkaline environment. Um, another issue, reduce sugar intake as well as sugar will impair the immune system for up to five hours up to ingestion. So if you have a constant you know, um, supply of sugar, you're constantly depleting and suppressing your immune system. Consider a low histamine diet such as, uh, sorry, a low histamine diet as viruses feed on histamine. Who knew that? Lower your caloric intake by eating less as calorie restriction is known to improve the body's ability to fight infection. That's, you know, if you're feeling under the weather, you don't want to be eating big meals. And the body actually knows this anyway. Have you ever noticed that the appetite is a lot less and food is not a priority for people who are not feeling well? And that is okay. Just stay hydrated and do things like um, uh, meat stock or something like that to keep the protein, the the various nutrients that you can get from a food such as that, the mineral content, right? Keep the minerals up um, so that the body has the space, you know, to fight the infection, right? Like it's not digesting huge copious amounts of food and also the tools. All right, so I'm going to see how much time I have here. I hear people moving around in my kitchen. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna do a couple more points and then I'll do another episode. So mind and spirit. We are living through a very significant time in history right now where everything has changed seemingly overnight. At the top of everyone's minds is each of our family's physical survival and economic survival. But what is also coming into our awareness is our emotional, mental, spiritual survival. How will we survive? Everyone on the planet is faced with this question right now, and the answers are as many as the number of people contemplating them, seriously. And there is significant shifting and adapting that is taking place for each and every one of us, whether we want to be affected or not, right? I mean, we just all are. 
So self-reflection, positive thoughts, gratitude, gaining clarity, enjoying time with family, embracing change, all of these things will help lift us out of fear and into the creation of something new on the other side of all of this. And this is never easy, but always worthwhile. Positive belief and reducing stress directly affect the vagus nerve, nervous system, endocrine system, and the communication between the brain and the body, which are the control centers for immune function and health recovery. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about community before we wrap up today. So social distancing may help to reduce the spread of viruses, yet we are already seeing people feeling lonely and isolated. And that was a year and a half ago. This is not just already. This is not just a benign thing. There is an epidemic of depression, apathy, uh, anxiety, fear, um, <clears throat> many uh, a suicide. Uh, these, this, is, this is an epidemic at this time. Um, and I want to use an example, like my own grandmother, is, she was in a, in a care home under lockdown, unable to see her family, the family who kept her wanting to live at all, since she was unable to move around in her, on her own, even to dial a phone number, actually. So um, that was difficult, and she passed away during this time. My daughters were missing their friends, despite being there with two siblings and their mom and dad, the way they had us, but what about their friends, you know? So what do we do? So what, what do we do? Um, we play games, we do projects, clean and improve our homes, get outside together, take the time to solidify our family bonds, right? So those are opportunities. Um, have gatherings where everyone meets, and uh, people were doing this. I mean, this was one of the solutions was to meet outside on their lawns with distance, but in the presence of each other. Um, and again, you know, I have my own thoughts about that, um, the importance of hugs, touch, you know. Um, the, the safety, you know, created in a, in a hug and a touch and not feeling afraid of each other, you know. So, um, I, but I've seen, you know, solutions that people have had to come to um, de depending on what their comfort level was. And um, reach outside of social media by way of telephone, FaceTime and Zoom. So people have been doing that to people that really matter in your life, like parents, cousins, friends, siblings and grandparents you know, really doing what they can to possibly create and to maintain their sense of community. Community. Again, I got more to say about that. We're going to just say that as a starting point right now. And uh, my, my a point of advice, and I just, I, I don't like to say do this, do that, but I'm saying don't get too caught up in social media. It can be poisonous for the mind and reduce your consumption of the news. Um, know enough, but take the time to explore other things that you may have the opportunity to explore right now. This is a very distracting topic, and a lot of the information out there is not uh, accurate. Um, my own daughters are writing books and painting, and my son is writing content for a new health website. You know, planning for his future business while still working full time on the railroad. Railroad. So there are many things that we can do um, that comes out of our own creativity and desire just to live without the distraction of this, you know, very pervasive um, topic. So me, uh, I'm doing a lot of emotional work. I'm, you know, I finished my book. Um, I'm getting that out. I'm doing a ton of research into the brain um, and work with, with my clients in those capacities into mental health addictions. Um, a passion of mine right now is mind-body movement and movements and therapies and getting better at my delivery of teachings in those fields. Um, and producing all of my programs that are coming up in the 
fall that are group programs for people to overcome illness and dis-ease in a group setting, uh, making those uh, the coaching less expensive and the um, content more organized um, and, and, and creating this sense of community and writing lots of articles, keeping up with my newsletter, um, all of that stuff. So there's a lot going on that, um, that's outside of this whole topic that is really the stuff of life. And so my hope is that after all this, despite technology getting us through in some ways, right, I couldn't be doing this if I didn't have technology. I actually quite love it. Um, we will be less reliant on it in the future. So to connect with each other with a newfound ap appreciation of face-to-face -face contact, of hugs, and of true and deep connection. So I'm going to stop right now. I actually went to the 27-minute mark, and I'm going to do, um, I'm going to continue this discussion talking about supplements and botanicals and I'm going to go through some of those things. Um, I also would like to talk about um, environment as well. So do stay tuned for the next episode and this podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next 100 things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you, have, you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book, Family Health Revolution, and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program. Yes, I teach other people to do what I do, which is health coaching and consulting at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. And I'm always on all uh, on a whole bunch of other social media. I have a YouTube channel, so check those out as well and find them through our website. So thank you for listening as it was a pleasure to spend this time with you today. May you and your family be well. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted health care providers, if they so choose, when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility. Thank <laughs> you.